Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Health and Hearth. Um, today, it's not going to be, um, the podcast isn't going to be as long as the other podcast because it is quite a sore topic. But, um, you know, I think the facts basically speak for themselves with this topic. And um, not a lot of people within um, my age range go through this but you know it it does affect some people from time to time which is why I wanted to uh, pick up on it in the first place so today's episode would be talking about loneliness now um, I understand I'm speaking from a point of privilege because in the space that I am now in my life now I'm blessed with having people that I would consider really good friends or, you know, and, and I have a good, you know, family support system there for me when I need them. Um, but unfortunately, some people aren't so lucky. Um, and unlike me, you know, I, I tend to enjoy my own space. I like being alone. I like being surrounded by, you know, the people that I like, people that I love. Um, and because of, I think it's just my personality as well. I don't like too much around me, if I have that be people or things or whatever. I am very selective with what um I let into my life, especially at the age that I am now. I think I realised that, you know, I'm going to try and say this in the nicest way as possible. Like, you don't have to be friends with everyone that you're friendly to. And um, to me, like, that came... It was a lesson I had to learn over time because I used to categorise a lot of people as my friends and then I realised, wait, how is this person benefiting my life? And not that I'm, like, trying to take from people, but if, you know, at the end of the day, if you can actively live your life without somebody or someone isn't contributing or isn't actively contributing to your life in a positive manner... um or, you know, you only hang around with this person when you want to get turned up or whatever. Like, you know, it's not a good basis of a relationship or a base of a friendship because it wasn't, you know, created on solid ground. But anyway, uh, within myself, I, um, yeah, I've, I like my own space um, and I have the choice and I'm very lucky to have the choice that, you know, if I want to be surrounded by people, I can be. And I have people that are around me that are willing to, you know, pick me, give me a pick me up if I need it or like go out whenever I like literally just a phone call away. Um, but unfortunately for a lot of people, they don't have that support system for whatever reason. So loneliness, uh, is a subjective and unwelcoming feeling of lack or loss of companionship. Um, this occurs when there's an inequality, there's an in equality between the balance of quality and quantity of social relationships so that's like for example someone can have like 500 people turn up at a birthday party and you know they could be you know really nice people and you might you know someone might like classify them as friends now you have a large quantity of people around you or in your life, but what are the what's the quality of those people? Like, what is the quality of those friendships? What is the quality of those relationships? And, um, with like drawing on people that I've 
you know, cared for in the past in terms of my professional life. Um, this is, it's so common. Like, you know, people will have thousands and thousands of people, of friends on Instagram or people that they will classify friends and, you know, go out for drinks with and do all this kind of things. And it's like, when they've really needed them, when they've really needed, needed to draw on those relationships to help them in a way, like let's say, for example, they're down or they have, they've received some bad news or whatever, the people that they've surrounded themselves with for years don't care enough to be present or to be active or to contribute or to help in that person's life. And I think that's a really interesting definition of what loneliness is because, yeah, it does you do need the equal balance between quality and quantity. Um, in terms of quantity and the on the flip side, like if someone has one really, really, really good friend that they've known for years, that also has negative um, aspects to it as well. Because God forbid, if the person dies, then that's when you're really going to be suffering with loneliness because, you know, you're, you've put your hopes and dreams and you've told your deepest, darkest secrets and you've been so closely connected to that one person that now that they've gone, you don't have anyone else to rely on. So I feel like for a healthy, stable social life, um, everyone needs a really good quality to quantity balance with their relationships and their friendships. Um, And a lot of the time it takes time to realise, okay, who do I really care about and who really cares about me? Because uh, for me, for example, I was, I had, I had a lot of what I, would, what I was classifying as friends uh, back in the day. And these people, not that they're, they're, you know, shitty people, they're not, they're great people. It's just that I realised that we only call in each other when we want to go out for drinks or, um, you know... If someone wants to get a little bit turnt, yeah, everyone's on set, everyone's on site. But then if something really happened, like something detrimental happened in someone's life, no one was really there for the other. And I realized, I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, for example, um, someone within our social group at the time, I think their parent had died. Um, so I reached out to the person. I was like, you know, um, just come round. Or if you want me to come round to yours, I'll come round, whatever. And... They were like, oh, they they just broke down in tears because they're like, you know, no one else in our big group. There was like thirty of us, thirty forty of us, and no one no one else had reached out, um, to send their condolences or to just, you know, say hi, how are you? Hope you're doing well, kind of thing. And that's when I realized, like, nah, <laughs> something isn't right because two days later, you know everyone's set to go out and party again whereas no one's reached out to this person that has had something so tragic happen in their life so it really just it really just uh can't talk today it really just matters um and depends on the amount of people that you keep around you and the quality of those friendships so yeah uh let's get into it types of loneliness okay so we've got Social isolation, uh, social isolation. Now, with COVID, that's actually a requirement, um, unfortunately. And because um, you know, a lot of people have had to, you know, social distance and socially isolate themselves. You know, it's led to a lot of other um, ill healths like depression and anxiety and things like that, which obviously can lead to other things like high blood pressure. And you know, it's a uh, you know, literally 
is a revolving door kind of thing. Um, which is why a lot of the statistics that I've read recently, actually, when it comes to COVID, people have been, you know, there's a higher increase in people that are obese, there's a higher increase in people that are depressed and people that have, you know, been suicidal or, you know, all these different kinds of things because by nature, as human beings, we're social beings. Um, And essentially you're stripping, well, not, you know, like, you know, the government for health reasons are stripping away one of our most natural instincts. Um, So, yep, that's one of the types of loneliness. But, you know, obviously take that with a pinch of salt because obviously it's a requirement now, but I'm just putting it into context of before COVID and all that kind of thing. So social isolation, old age, gender, emotional loneliness, um, social and existential loneliness. So in terms of old age, unfortunately, I've like I've done my fair share of care of the elderly in my life and I literally when I said my fair share I was volunteering at 16 15 16 no actually I think oh no I did work experience when I was 14 so I've been volunteering you know within the care of the elderly um like section of healthcare around that time and unfortunately it's just I don't want to say it's the way of life because I really have high hopes for humanity but a lot of the people that were living in you know care homes they rarely had family members coming in and it was so saddening to see that it was really heartbreaking because a lot of them like they had family members that you know they had kids they had grandkids they had some of them had great grandkids but despite having such an extended family and being visited, you know, solely just on your birthday or Christmas or New Year's or whatever. You know, like, it's really sad because, you know, I understand, you know, people are living their own lives and things like that. But even people that, you know, old, you know, people that are from the elder generation that live alone, you know, you're kind of, you know, they kind of put in a box of social isolation and yeah, their old age because, people in care homes at least they can interact with other people that live in care homes whereas um people from the older generation that live alone and on top of that don't have people come in to visit them it's just it's really really saddening to experience but that's that um there's a charity actually uh there's a campaign to end loneliness it's a non-profit uh organization in london um and I'll put their number in my uh Instagram bio as well. Um their number is 0203-865-3908. And they're actually listen, if you read some of their stories or you contact them and you or you even volunteer, it's harder now because obviously you can't have people going out to people's homes, but they have regular check-ins with people and if you hear some of the testimonies that come through that charity, it's like a simple phone call goes a long, long way. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's it's hard to not get caught up sometimes with some of the testimonies that, that you know, you hear and things like that. But I'll let you do your research on that. Um, but that's the number and I'll put it in my Instagram bio as well. Um, what I've got written down here, we go. Uh, constant loneliness is harder to overcome. Uh, lack of friendship and support 
we all need so yeah basically yeah it is what it is isn't it like everyone not everyone needs a friend that's just you know very <laughs> that's just a basic view basic way of saying something but in essence everybody does need someone everybody does need um a friend and a lot of the time people's friends are their families and that's great because you know obviously you've known that person your whole life and xyz but when someone is consistently lonely the reason that they say it's harder to overcome is because not only is someone set with their loneliness but it's hard to break free from that loneliness once you have an opportunity to because you've been so accustomed to being alone and being lonely and even though a person might hate the fact that they're lonely because they're so accustomed to it it just becomes part and parcel of their life which is very unfortunate um but four million of the uk population are of the older generation now this is when the charity comes in for me because it's like obviously that's a massive amount of people um and four million people there's like let's just say at least maybe a quarter of them are you know live in care homes or live by themselves in their own homes because you know ex maybe their partners died or maybe their families moved away um like moved out of town or moved country even um that's a lot of people that need support that's a lot of people that need someone to like like rely on um obviously you know there's you know groups out there that people could go to and social clubs that older people could go to but some of the it's really cute but some of the um older generation that I've um encountered and you know professionally they don't know how to use you know in the internet I guess as a whole they don't know how to use smartphones and all these kinds of things um so they won't be able to access the group so won't be able to access the classes or access the you know whatever knitting and that's just very stereotypical that's very ageist of me actually but whatever group activity they have going you know within the communities um for people that are are from the older generation they're not going to be able to access so that's where the charity comes in because not only do they provide you with that they provide them that support they also give them options of what they can do to combat the loneliness that they're experiencing um so just a few facts about loneliness. Most of these uh, facts are coming from Holt Lusted. Um, most of them are 2010 references and some are 2015 because he published um, a few articles. Um, so these are just based off those. Um, loneliness can increase the risk of death by 26%. Um, living alone and poor social connections are as bad for your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Well, that's insane. That that one actually really did shake me up because I just... You just wouldn't assume that that would be the case. I don't know. that Like, honestly, that one actually did really shake me because I just didn't expect it to have that much of an effect. But when you put it into perspective, it does make sense, really. Um, loneliness is worse than obesity. He made that claim in 2010. Social isolation and loneliness are associated with increased risk of developing coronary heart disease and stroke and high blood pressure. Loneliness with severe depression is 
as associated with early mortuary and is a risk factor for depression in later life. Social isolation, I honestly can't say, ugh, can't say that word. Social isolation and loneliness put individuals at greater risk of cognitive decline and dementia. Um, I've actually, you know, seen that in practice. Um, unfortunately, like people from the older generation that could have the onsets of dementia because they've been neglected to the point where they've been stripped of social isolation, they have regressed and the dementia has progressed um, further compared to how how different their lives could have been if they had that constant interaction. Um, so, yeah, that fact is very true. Um, number of over 50s experiencing loneliness is set to reach... 2 million by 2025/26 compared to 1.4 million in 2016/17 that's a 49% increase in 10 years so that's basically 50% that is basically 50% increase and i honestly obviously this um report was published in 2015 um sorry 2017 this report but I can only imagine how much of a jump that's made specifically during COVID as well, because obviously this wasn't fact that like COVID wasn't factored in because COVID didn't exist at that time. Um, but I, I'm assuming that COVID has had a detrimental effect on this as well. Um, half a million older people go at least five to six days a week without seeing or speaking to anyone at all. Now, this is true. Um, I've seen this within practice, like I said earlier, but it's just really unfortunate because there's obviously a lot of help out there um, and not a lot of older people are going to go to their GP and say, you know, I feel lonely because they don't, in their minds, they're not thinking that the GP can do anything. But the GP can actually refer you to a variety of different sectors. They can see what your loves and your interests are. Um and direct you accordingly and this is really unfortunate because older people don't know how much society has changed and how much society is available to aid whatever it is that they want to do um and as a result they just try they're like they don't want to worry anyone they don't want to look like they're a burden to anyone where in actuality they're not like you know eventually all of us are going to get old um and I really just hope by then, or even by now, like, you know, times have changed and evolved, which is why the cha- these charities that I mentioned earlier, they're really amazing because they support elderly people and they're not patronising and they actually provide one-on-one support. Obviously, because of COVID, it's difficult. They still do it. Uh, they still put um, procedures in place so that everyone is keeping safe. Um, it's just not as often as it was pre-COVID. Um, and people do get that one-on-one. For example, some people, you know, they may not have had kids, their partner may have died, so they get people to come in every day to come and, you know, just sit down, chat and have a cup of tea. Like, it's the little things that help. And um, I used to volunteer for a, a charity very similar to this, but it was in Newcastle at the time. And you honestly do see how much a person can change over time just by human interaction. Um but yeah, like I said, it was, it's not going to be a long podcast today. That's, 
essentially it on loneliness there's going to be a lot more information on my instagram on it in in addition to the charity names and everything like that but um yeah like i always say i'm an advocate for the nhs essentially um so if you want any further information call your gp book yourself an appointment and i'm sure they'll help you they always do um that's it I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Take care of yourself, love yourself and love other people. See you on the next one. Bye.